Hello, and welcome to SG Squared. Steve Bladen, Global Small Groups Pastor at Saddleback Church, pulls from his 20-plus years of small group ministry experience to encourage and equip listeners to lead more effective small group ministry. Sit back, learn, and enjoy SG Squared with Steve Gladen. Well, welcome to SG Squared, Steve Gladen on Small Groups. Thank you so much for tuning in. Derek here along with your other host, Saddleback Church's Connection Pastor, Steve Gladen. Hey, everybody. We've got a great show and excited for each one of you that are viewing with us or listening with us. This show is going to change your life. Just uh, just buckle up. Derek, tee us up, baby. Steve, are my eyes playing tricks on me or are you wearing a purple Washington Huskies jersey right now? You know what, baby? We are talking about coaching, but this is GCU esports. Esports, um, baby. And so just uh, back off that Husky train and uh, go Bucks. Bummer. I thought you were honoring me with making the switch there. But uh, so this show is going to be amazing. Steve, we've got three very special guests. I think this might be the most special guest we've ever had on uh, a show. So uh, can you introduce them and let's give our listeners a preview of this amazing life-changing episode. Well, first thing is we do have three guests, and they are not the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So uh, they're they're a little bit different cast of characters. But uh, a, a couple of things have happened uh, lately at the lobby uh, with the small group network. Uh, two things got launched. One was one on how to how we can help you save your church lots of money, and uh, so and offer all the small group network resources uh, in a way that uh, every church can afford them. And you can go to smallgroupnetwork.com slash pricing uh, for that. That was debuted at the lobby. And then the other thing that was debuted at the lobby is a coaching network. And one of the dreams that I have had uh, since uh, the network got started in 07 was that we would provide small group point people with the assets and the accessibility to people that truly have the gift of coaching and have a track record of moving people from point A to B. And uh, even in Saddleback's transition, I've dipped into uh, leadership coaching and executive coaching uh, over the span of my 25 years here at Saddleback. And and even through this transition that Saddleback has gone through from uh, Rick Warren to Andy Wood, uh, my, I had an executive coach and a leadership coach that helped me through the transition. And it was probably the, the best time, the best resources that I spent. Uh, it was about nine months, but really helped me through this. And so uh, I'm just, I can't tell you how excited. It's been a dream. It's been a passion, but it's helped me personally grow as a leader. And as Derek and I are sports enthusiasts, uh, every player that is an exceptional player that we would call a star, whether it's in the music industry or in the athletic industry or the executive industry or should be in the church industry, that you know people have a coach that can help them along because no one person has it all and you need all that. So got three great guests on the show with you that we're going to pop through uh, three strategic, important questions for you. But um, got Dr. Bill Donahue on the call with us. Bill's a long-term friend. We've known each other... 30, I don't know how many years, too many. Yeah, it, something like that, yeah. Too, too many decades. Too many decades, yes. He's with Leadership Sync Group and uh, does leadership development, executive leadership, and uh, all kinds of coaching 
that you're going to learn more about at drbilldonahue.com. And then Carolyn Takeda, uh, another long-term friend over a couple decades, not as long as Bill, uh, uh, but you know, she is going to, she's just launched out was a small group executive pastor for small groups at Calvary Community Church, and then went off on her own with uh, Carolyn Takeda coaching and consulting. Carolyn, welcome aboard, and great to have you on the show. Thanks, Steve. It's nice yeah. to be on this side of the mic, actually, from doing the I podcast. I know. As many, times, as many times as you, as you have interviewed me. Yes. <laughs> so not only do we have uh, Bill and we have Carolyn. Carolyn, by the way, a little disappointed uh, with your Berkeley-trained you know, attorney background. You didn't go Takeda and Takeda. Uh, but we do like Carolyn Takeda. And then uh, Philip Byers, who's down at North Coast Training Network. Uh, Philip and I have known each other, again, another decade or so. Lots of, lots of old friends on this show. Uh, but yeah, he does a lot of coaching with that. And so, Philip, welcome to you. Great to have you on the show from just south of us by about 20 minutes. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me on. It also has one of the great radio voices uh, of all time uh, with that. So, Derek, I know we have a number of questions. Why don't you uh, tee us up and show us where we're going with these guys? Yeah, and a little teaser for the end. We've got a special offer, uh, apparently worth $150 uh, for listeners. So stick around to hear all about that. And uh, yes, welcome, Carolyn, Philip, and Bill. Uh, so good to see you guys. It's been a while since I've gotten to see uh, some of your beautiful faces. Really looking forward to this discussion. So let's just jump in to this first question regarding uh, coaching right away. And here it comes. What is the purpose of coaching and why is it for small group pastors? Yeah, I'll jump in. I, th I think uh, a lot of what Steve already said, it's, it's, it's everybody needs someone who can build into their life, pull the best out of them, come alongside of them. Mm -hmm. The purpose of coaching is not teaching. It's not counseling. It's not uh, advice giving. It's partnering with a leader, coming alongside of them mm -hmm. to help bring out their great strengths, uh, to also identify potential barriers and things that get in the way of their spiritual growth, uh, their ministry growth. And so it really is a partnership. And the purpose of it is to bring out not just only the best individually, but fruitfulness in their ministry. And so um, I think, like Steve was talking about, everybody needs it. Everybody needs, I have a coach, I've worked with coaches, and uh, it's a transformational kind of experience. Yeah, I, I would just jump on with that. Um, it really is to come alongside. I think uh, when I first started um, training to be a coach and realized I've been doing a lot of the pieces of it along the way. And I think most of our listeners have, if you're in ministry, you probably have dabbled into pastoral counseling a little bit. You probably dabbled into some mentoring, um, some advice, giving other things. Coaching is different uh, because you're really focused on the other person. It's not about me and what I can impart to you. It's really about bringing out what God has already put into you and evoking that in a way that helps it be a safe space where they can talk about the things that sometimes you can't talk about in your church environments or with their family. It's investing that time in building up what tools God's already given you and to have a safe space mm -hmm. that's confidential where you can focus on that. And it's really different than something like, say, therapy, which is super helpful. The therapy focuses on the past and past trauma and family of origin stuff. Mm -hmm. Coaching is really present-oriented. And I think the type a and me really loves that because you start with where you are, what's in front of you, what are the obstacles, what are the strengths, what are the challenges, and then you 
make a course, plan a course um, to go from A to B, to get to the place you want to be, whether it's in your leadership, whether it's whatever the area of life it is. And for us on this call, we mostly focus on leadership because that's where the, the space where God's put us. But I think that, you know, when you can adapt your learning style, for example, or you can um, level up when you get a different responsibility in a church, get handed something else. And we need to keep growing in order to continue to serve the people that God's put in front of us. And to have someone that comes alongside and really listens and focuses and draws that out in you and evokes that out in you and and sometimes even you know push you a bit and motivate yeah. you and hold you accountable all of those things and to invest that time um to actually pour back into yourself it's like the best form of soul care um that you can do on the leadership side yeah it's I, i'll even go back to even when one bill you were reflecting on that a, a little bit is that you know they can pull things out of you and they partner with you and i know in this l- most recent experience for me it was uh powerful because uh through just knowing me looking back on some previous uh uh testing that i had done or some different things he says hey when you're in this environment your tendency is going to do this have you have you seen that before and i go oh yeah i have seen that before and then was able to help guide me and and work me through that so uh, pretty cool. Let me uh, let me tee up something uh, a little bit, uh, kind of partnering off of that. But you know, more specifically, because most of our listeners are all small group point people, and um, I, I've kind of alluded to it. It's been a dream that I've had. But you know, uh, how does this help those that are a part of the small group network? And w- why are why are you guys jumping into this arena? I mean, it's not like you're going. Hey, this is really lucrative and this is what we can do. But uh, obviously, you guys have a a passion for this. And we're going to pull a little bit of that at the end of the show about from each one of you about where God's leading you. But, you know, so uh, how does, you know, how does this help the the small group network person who's watching or listening to us? And why why are you jumping in? What, what, What do you want to add to this whole network? Yeah, um, I'll start. So as Steve alluded to, we have been dreaming about this for a long time um, as someone who's been part of the small group network from the ground floor with Steve. Like we said, wouldn't it be great to have someone um, that would come alongside and spot check stuff and identify patterns and do those things? I didn't even know what I was longing for was coaching until much later. Um, And I think part of why it's so helpful for small group point people is that not in a lot of church environments, especially uh, ones that that are less have less resources. No one's really paying attention to you, honestly. <laughs> they want you to do the job, do it well, and hopefully you are. And hopefully you're getting some mentoring here and there. And hopefully you're involved in huddles and and you get uh, what you need. But a lot of that is uh, content for our ministry. Um, coaching is is actually fueling you as an individual and as a leader so that you can then pour that out onto other people. Um, and that's different. So I think there's so many resources out there that you can learn how to do the work of the ministry, but to have someone pay attention with the Lord, with you into um, how you actually implement those things and to help you um, do that in a healthy way, like that trickles down into ministry just multiple fold. And unless, you know, you're really fortunate enough to have 
somebody like that um, in your sphere of life normally, which most of us do not, because who's really mm-hmm. going to sit and listen to us that deeply? I mean, even our spouses, they love us, but really, they're probably not doing that either. So, you Not know, true. And, Don, Don will listen to you forever. You know, actually, he, he is very kind. I do a very kind. And, and Lisa, likewise, Steve. Um, we married well. But for the most part, like to have that for small group point people, they're building teams, they're so busy. And to take that pause and to say, okay, what do I need to look ahead? And the reason I love that the small group network is doing this is that all the three of us on this call and others that will be joining us, that we know what's ahead because we've been building small groups ministries. We've been in the trenches. We've been doing this work for decades. And so we have a unique lens into uh, the challenges that you, our listeners, are facing and can come alongside and maybe not shortcut the process, but maybe speed it up a little bit because we know where the landmines are to some extent for the ministry side. We don't know you but we know the, what the ministry side would need and we can then help coach you more specifically mm, towards um, success and health. Good. Yeah, that's so good, Caroline. I think, you know, being a part of Small Group Network, I think for a decade now, which is crazy to say, um, I just think about how much the network has impacted me. And um, I remember starting out bivocational in ministry and um, that phrase that I've heard over and over again is sometimes as Small Group Point people we are often the most lonely and most unconnected, which is like sad to say, I hate saying that out loud, but I've been there. And, um, and I think to have somebody that's outside your organization that can help encourage you that can, I mean, I feel like coaches in my life, again, play a ton of sports. I've always seen my coaches are the ones, my best coaches get the most out of me. And so yeah. I think that that, whether it's a belief system, whether it's an encouragement, whether it's a correction, whether it's inspire, whatever it is, okay, whatever you need, I think, the best coaches pull that out. And so as small group point people that often wear multiple hats that are on your own team by yourself, um, Mm. to have somebody that can then pour into you, that can encourage you, that can walk alongside you, that somebody that you can just check in and bounce an idea off of, whatever it is, um, I think it helps take the relationships that I know that I've formed throughout small group network from around the country and beyond. Uh, That coach can kind of help take that to a new speed and a new level. And so that's been beneficial for me in my own life. And I'm excited to be able to help small group white people because I think at the end of the day, I know all of us on this call and probably everybody listening, we just believe in the church. And so, and we know that small groups, and we've seen this post pandemic, small groups are essential. And if we can get small groups to be healthy and the leaders to be healthy, uh, man, the, the discipleship that can happen, whether we're open, whether we're closed, Whatever it looks like, again, this what we do is so important, and so to be able to pour back into churches and leaders and pastors, uh, man, that's such a great gift and such a great honor and a huge passion there. A couple of reminders for you, those of you that are listening. I know a lot of you on the sh- that listen to the show are volunteers, and what we're talking about may seem like it's only for those that are on staff at your church, but this is a service that is very much for you. The the volunteers that are listening again for more uh, information on everything that we're going to be talking about in the show notes, you're going to have all kinds of information on connecting with uh, the three guests that we have on the show, but also at smallgroupnetwork.com slash coaching, you'll be able to get all the details with that. Steve, I just want to jump in 30 seconds and add, I mean, I love what Philip was saying there. Uh, This is, there's so much emphasis that had to be done as small group pastors with volunteers. You know, sometimes I'm working with a church or an organization, they want to do executive or leadership, or they have different names for it, coaching for the senior pastor, or maybe the executive pastor who work with staff or who work with 
you know, broader strategic things, whole church questions all the time. But the small group pastors in the developmental, relational, volunteer hotbed, and they've got to continue to build that and deal with the issues related to that. And I think they needed as much, if not more than anyone because of the context in which we labor in that sphere. We're kind of right at that crucible point. And a lot of places overlook it. And uh, I'm glad we're focusing on that. So I wanted to put my two cents in on that. Good job. And this is great feedback from all of you. Thanks for this insight. Here's another question uh, to throw at you, coaching gurus. Um, Coaching can mean a lot of things to a lot of people, right? So uh, when it comes to coaching, like what specific services uh, are we actually providing for small group point people? Well, I think, uh, you know, again, I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, I think of at least three things, and it can really spin out into others. But there's the one-on-one coaching component. There's sitting down with a particular leader, investing in that leader, listening, the things we've just been talking about, coming alongside that particular small group pastor. And the, I, the, the benefit of having an outside person, I think, Steve, maybe you said it or others, it, it's nice to have that person not in the organization, so to speak. So you can just, just dump and just sometimes say... <laughs> I got to talk to somebody. I mean, I'm struggling with the person I report to or I, I have whatever. So that the one-on-one allows this real intimate sort of partnership, if I could say it that way, where people really get life on life and we really wa- uh, walk together and identify very concise and specific issues related to personal growth and development as well as ministry growth. I always have a balance of both of those in coaching. I know the other coaches do too. Uh, the second thing we want to do is team coaching, and that would be a small group pastor and your team, whatever that is, volunteers, sometimes others, depending on the size of church. But it's how do you all work together and how do you lead that? So that's another thing, and we can talk more d- details about it. The other is a cohort sort of offering, which would be people all gathering around together around either a common theme or a common stage. It might be all you know new small group pastors or relatively new, or it might be a certain target or a certain outcome that's desired or skill sets to learn. And so we'll form clusters around that as well. So we're looking at least at those three and others, please jump in. But Yeah, no, Bill, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head on those. And then I think there's just, you know, there's great value, whether it's individual, whether it's with your team or as a cohort where you're learning with others, that, that shared learning piece, that perspective, some of that common language become super helpful. And those can even be broken down when you get into some of those cohort phases. They could be whether we could look at ones that are on, you know, certain church size, uh, big or small, or certain team size or lay leaders. Again, I know, Carolyn, you've talked about one that's specific to women in leadership. And so there's, we can kind of customize that based on the felt need. And we'll probably learn some more of what that looks like as we go. But again, our ability to be able to help either focus on an individual level or collectively with others can be great value. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, you know, obviously, you know, again, on the uh, smallgroupnetwork.com slash coaching, you're going to be able to see all the granular pieces that we're talking about uh, right here when we're talking about the services. And I I would just want to encourage people, I think one-on-one is some of the best way to be able to to get that impact with, with you, at least in my past experience of doing ministry and that it's so important. Now, the three of you, I've known you guys, you know, I, I can almost probably one, two, three decades long, each one of you. I know each one of you really are gurus in coaching. I mean, it takes a, it takes a unique gifting to walk alongside people and, uh, you know, in no particular order, but I think it, it would be great, you know, for the all three of you to share a little bit about 
why is this, why is this a passion? I know you. I mean, I would get my coaching from you guys in a heartbeat. Uh, but I know you, the, the listeners may not know you. Can you give a little bit of your background? Uh, you know, why you're, why you're a passion about this and, and again, I know you guys could each talk for probably 30 minutes on your passion because it's a passion, but, uh, get, you know, help us, help us with that. And, uh, we'll, we'll kind of do the alphabet here. Let's just go BCP. And, uh, I don't know what it stands for, but I, <laughs> I do know I got a bill of Carolyn and a Philip who, who could sure help some people out. So tee us up. Yeah. I think I realized at some point I've been doing this for a long time. I've been working with leaders. You've all done this. Those of you listening and the folks we're looking at on the screen, you've had you've you've done it intuitively. You've pulled people aside and said, "Hey, let me help you through this season, or let me be a sounding board for you." Or, and I think what happened over time is I realized that's where some of my greatest impact was. It's great to be in large environments and give a talk or do a training session. I still do those. I'd love to do a smoke and kickoff for someone, but when you're working with the, the leaders in the core of the organization who are responsible for major decisions, spending money, and they're sort of, I hate to say it in a negative way, kind of heads on the block sometimes for yeah. you know, making things happen. But the weight of that needs someone who could say, I get it. I mean, I, I didn't do exactly what you're doing, but I get it. And I'm willing to, to, to listen and, and just focus on you, your development, and your ministry, not others, not you know that kind of thing. And I think once that happened, that became a real... I don't know, just joy for me. And I had a season where my church work opened up corporate work. So people would say, hey, can you come do this at my company and leave the Jesus language out? You know, I said, yeah, because some of it is working with transformational teams and groups and other kinds of settings. But it's really the same kind of thing. Obviously, the context is different. So I got into that world and I learned some tools and some other things and I realized it's the same thing. People here want to be good at what they do, but they want to be a better person. So... Um, I think that's what what I discovered is the people when I did my first, I don't know, a couple of dozen or so small group pastors, they liked that balance. And it wasn't always 50-50, but it was personal and ministry. And I think I really enjoyed marrying those two together. It wasn't just a strategic conversation. It was, how are you doing? How can we help you walk with Christ more deeply as you lead this complex thing that you're dealing with? So that's been you know the thing that's driven me for years just formalized it more in the last five or ten uh and and built some more you know uh, business structure around it but i realized i've been doing this for a long time okay. and very well too yeah. carolyn Yes. Yeah, so for me, my journey uh, into ministry, as some of you may know, is different. Um, I started out as a lawyer for about five, six years, and then as a stay-at-home mom for another few years. And then I kind of stumbled into small groups ministry as a small groups director for our church. Um, and then I was in that role for 17 years. And along the way, I started out like maybe some of you, where I was a part-time director and then more hours, more responsibility, more pieces on, joined the executive team, got more responsibility. Uh, running much bigger projects for our church and things. And so over time, things just got laid on. And I think in the in that course um, of time, I saw so much of, of just the investment in leaders and how that pays off. Uh, and part of this is, I think, just my personality. I really love leaders because I like mm. people who make things happen. <laughs> I had a much harder time um, caring for and shepherding um, people who were just a little bit more stuck. I, I just I don't have 
quite the patience for it. I know, Steve, you can relate because we're wired a little bit similar in this way. Um, but I just found that, you know, I was just drawn to leaders and I did throughout the course of my career. And then when I left uh, my ministry role and resigned last uh, winter, it was hard because I just, I missed that interaction with leaders and stuff. But then when I looked back, um, God had been preparing me for this for a really long time. And so Bill has been doing it more formally for a long time. I actually, I think, been doing it informally for a while. And then I realized that with my kids too, their peers, their parents on the volleyball field, um, you know, I don't even know if it's a field. It's the court. So it's I said, a court. I, I, know after, I should know this after seven years of sitting there. But I just found that I was constantly love asking people questions. I am so curious all the time and fascinated by people. And that is a really fun skill to have. Um, I also really love to equip people. And I'm just wired to to read and learn, and I love passing that stuff along. And so part of my coaching practice is where I just not only um, kind of listen and create that environment for them to feel safe and to share what's deeper beneath the iceberg, the layers that's really affecting their performance, their ministry, their life with God, whatever the thing that they want to unlock. But also I, I have all these other resources that I'm always pointing people to. The small group network piece stuff is some of those things where I think feel like, you know, you don't have to spend the time researching because I just like to do this. I'm such a nerd. So I like to give actually um, information and stuff that helps people get to the next place. And I think one of my passions in coaching is actually transitions in life. Um, there's different life stages. I'm working with um, people that are heading towards retirement or doing um, going to work for the first time after being a stay-at-home mom. That's a big transition. Oh, stay the empty nest thing, huge transition. I'm thinking of doing a whole cohort next fall for so many people in my community that are, are feeling at a loss. But whenever something changes deeply in us, the transition, whether you wanted it or whether you got laid off, I'm working with a few of those too, or whether you chose it like I did, it it unlocks things in us and there's such an opportunity for transformation. And I love stepping into that space when they're transitioning, whether it's within ministry, they're moving roles, whether it's, um, you know, I was an immigrant, we changed whole countries, I moved around a lot. Like I'm constantly looking for those places and how can we thrive when things are difficult, when there's um, stuff ahead that we don't understand and we can't yeah. see. And I love coming alongside people, especially leaders who, who by their responsibility, um, need to see ahead and need to stay ahead so that they can lead people to places that God has for them. And so I just, I love coming alongside and doing those things, especially in those particular areas. Great. Bill? That's awesome. Man, uh, I'm glad I got to go last and I didn't get to go first because, <laughs> wow, uh, it's hard to follow you too. <laughs> Thank you for that, Steve. <laughs> Change my name to something with an A. Philip always says these kinds of things, and then he drops these gold. Yes. Oh oh, God, those guys are great. I'm just a guy that doesn't have anything going on. Then he starts talking. Oh, these these two are very kind. This is why they coach me. So yeah. No. So again, I think for me is I love I love to help leaders win. And yeah, that's, that's important to me. And, um, I call myself an organizational nerd because that's, I feel like that's who I am. I'm, I love team building. I love culture. I love strategy. Um, all those things are super important. And my background kind of similar to Carolyn's in the sense of like, I, I didn't grow up and want to be a pastor. Like I was a school teacher. I was a football coach in Texas. And, um, I just, my life was just changed by God and it was changed in a small group setting. And so yeah. 
out of that, my church was like, hey, come take some of these pieces bivocationally. And so I started, you know, with two jobs and I was still teaching and I was, um, you know, I was leading a small group ministry that had no clue what I was doing, trying to read books. And I found Small Group Network and it was just through collaboration and and questions and all those things that then turned into full-time vocational, that turned into um, building ministry, that turned into leading teams, that turned into, you know, a campus. And then we ended up church planting. We went from suburban to urban. Then we went halfway transitioned across the country here to North Coast. And my role changed a couple of times here. And now we're an executive pastor hat. And so that right there, I think has helped me. And it's one of the things that gives me great passion for, I think contextualization really does matter. And I think that um, there's no one size fits all. And that's one of the reasons why I love coaching. And I love helping leaders win is because a coach can kind of get in with you and go, what is it you're facing your experience? And just like Bill, just like Carolyn have mentioned. And so I think one of my strengths is I've seen different things at big and small and urban and suburban in Texas which is not really the South, but that they're their own thing because they're from Texas. And then there's California, right? And so just being in different places has helped me figure out, yes, there are some, you know, cross-cultural or transferable principles, but at the same time too, like a lot of it makes a huge difference on your context and where you are and who your bosses are and what they value and what your congregation is and how your church is wired in your community. And so for me, that's a deep passion because I don't think there should be one church that looks the same. I think God's created these unique churches that he's called leaders into. And so our job is to figure out how do we live out the unique culture and context right where God has us. And a big church doesn't mean it's better than a small church. Like we all play our role in the kingdom. And so that's where I think a coach can come alongside and go, hey, how do we help maximize your calling and your wiring and your giftedness and build a team around you? Uh, Whether you're paid full-time, whether you oversee multiple ministries, or whether you're serving as a lay leader volunteer, which, by the way, is rock star, and um, and so those all face different challenges. And so, for a coach to be well, just this is the nerd in me just wants to come alongside leaders. Go, hey, where are you at? What are your challenges? What do you face? And then, how do I help you kind of unlock that and help get you to be able to kind of take those next steps? Because we're all trying to we're trying to have be that hundred x follower of Jesus. We want to produce fruit in our lives, and we want to help others do that along the way. So, it's a little bit about my passion. When it comes to this coaching, when it comes to small group ministry, Steve, uh, oh, sorry. Can I just jump in one more thing? What? Uh, gosh, felt that. Are you so going to coach me? Are no, but it so reminded me of okay. something. Okay, I, so. I just want to know if I'm paying for this or not. So. <laughs> it's all free, all the time for you, Steve. Um, no, it felt a really important point about contact, and I just wanted to share a quick story. So, one of the, uh, when I was getting my hours towards my um, certification for um, the International Coaching Federation, I did a lot of, my church was so kind to allow me to coach within as an internal coach. Um, and I found it's so interesting when you have, when you work with like three people. So you work with uh, um, the employee, which in this case was a young person. And that's a big transition I'm seeing in churches where yeah. you, you're onboarding a new generation, Gen Z and late millennials that don't understand the church culture the way perhaps the people at the top have created it. Um, and so there, and then their boss and then their boss's boss. And it's, it was so fascinating to see just, and then to help navigate for them to be able to help hear each other. And then for the people, uh, for the bosses to say, here's the, here's what, how we want to see improvement happen. And then the time is spent confidentially with the employee, the younger person trying to say, what are they trying to communicate and kind of being that intermediary, like that was super fun. And I think some of our churches that have that generational difference, perhaps it's maybe it's a flip, maybe it's a young senior pastor with an older staff person. It doesn't have to be 
be that. And then also uh, you mentioned, um, one of you mentioned that, you know, I really love working with women leaders for a similar reason. There's just some contextualizing stuff um, that happens within mm-hmm. the church. The unspoken, there's a lot of unspoken things that happen in leadership within churches. Um, and to just kind of tease that out so that they can bring their best self and have the best impact on their ministry. Great. Well, guys, uh, I mean, I am grateful to each one of you. Uh, Bill, I mean, my goodness, when I started ministry, you're the person that I looked up to. And Carolyn has been with me side by side. And Philip, you've been that that younger leader. Of course, from my vantage point, everybody's younger. Uh, But, you know, uh, just storming on there and just making an impact in people. Each one of you have a unique gift set in coaching and pouring into others. And because those of you that are listening, I know that, you know, it can be a little risky. You're like going, wow, how do I, how do I, you know, do this? And, and how do I go to that and, and take that step? And I just want to encourage you to be able to take that step and, and connect with one of these three, you know, as you're listening to on the podcast, or when you're looking at the the page at small group, network.com, you know, slash coaching, you're, you're learning a little bit about them, you know, go ahead, jump in, just have one call with them. One of the things that we want to do is a gift to you for, for, you know, taking that step. And I'll just tell you this, you know, in taking a step in coaching, I, I know, you know, in 35 years of doing ministry, well, 35 plus, is that this COVID season has wrecked a lot of great leaders. And for no other reason, I just want to encourage you to jump in and take the risk. One of the things that we're, we're giving every, these three that are, you know, jumping out and helping us with coaching is we're giving them a code so that they can help you, you know, uh, with all access to the small group network. So if you just jump in with them, they're going to jump in. They're going to give you a code that will give you like $150 worth of all access to everything that the small group network has to offer. And with that, I just want to encourage you because, you know, there's in, there's such an importance for you to stay connected. It's what the small group network is all about. But inside that, sometimes you got to go a little bit deeper and in the coaching level. And I know that yeah, COVID was... Uh, just another example in my time in ministry where I've had to dip into a coach who has partnered with me and taken and taken me to that next level. So just want to encourage you to take that. Derek, you can pull us out of the show. And uh, again, I want to encourage you to look at the show notes to figure out how you can get a hold of, uh, you know, Bill, Carolyn, and Philip uh, post the show or also on the smallgroupnetwork.com slash coaching page. Yeah, it was really great to hear from each of you guys, um, Bill, Carolyn, and Philip. Uh, especially, I like that last question about why are you passionate about this and kind of hearing a little bit about your stories. And uh, Philip, I think that's amazing that you are an actual football coach <laughs> who's now a small group coach or ministry coach. And just the parallels, that could be a whole nother show. I'm envisioning you coaching me and I'm slacking off and you're you're making me do conditioning, wind sprints, and push-ups to hold me accountable like my high school coaches. So, uh, Derek, you got to be careful because you're open up a whole can of worms because, you know, Bill pl- played with Princeton. And so I, I see him just having no, PTSD. He, when he mentioned Texas, I remember the days of Daryl Royal way, way, way back when he had guys running up and down the stadium steps with um, leaded suits on that weighed 35 pounds, and he withheld water from them 
we're not, that's not coaching. I just want to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> Philip was a better, a better example of what we're talking about. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, Derek, I just think that's where this voice comes from. It's not a radio voice. It's a raspy coach's voice from many years. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, well, love it. Thanks again to each of you for spending part of your day with us to uh, share this wisdom and insight. And um, again, thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. Like Steve said, uh, click the show notes below to uh, find links to uh, learn more about this coaching and to connect with each of these three uh, great coaches we've had on. And uh, our prayer is that this, this episode encouraged you, that it equipped you to better lead your small group ministry and uh, know that we're cheering for you. We got your back. And until next time, goodbye. Thank you for listening to Steve Gladen on Small Groups. If you like what you've heard, make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you want to learn more, make sure you check out smallgroupnetwork.com for more resources.